still stay in the spirit. So it's a bit, um, you might think, what on earth is he getting at? But you'll see where it's related. Uh, just a little quiz to start off with. Um, maybe I should ask the 50s and over first. Let's start off with the 50s and over. Um, who is the world's most famous YouTuber? 50s and over. Who is the world's most famous YouTuber? No. No? 50s and over. How old are you exactly? What's YouTube? What's YouTube? <laughs> okay, let's go to 50s and under. Hands up. Who is the world's most famous YouTuber? 50s and under. PewDiePie. Well done. We won't say what he's famous for. Well, essentially... He's famous for swearing and playing a game at the same time. And there seems to have 54.1 million subscribers. And last year, he made $16 million. Um, although YouTube and Disney have now withdrawn their sponsorship because of an inappropriate joke that he made. But he's still carrying on independently. Who has the largest number of friends recorded on Facebook? It's just some random bloke called Michael Hibbert. I googled him, but they still didn't help. He had 8,924 friends. That's despite scientists from Oxford telling us that we can't really manage more than 150, they reckon, is about the sort of maximum that you can uh, realistically manage. What's the longest Snapchat streak today? So a Snapchat streak is when you, there's not, a, there's, not, there's not a period longer than 24 hours when you respond to the person. That was actually um, by a lady called Saya Bulat from Denmark. Say so you're impressed by the pronunciation. She chatted with a Snapchat friend for 743 consecutive days, which is over two years. Okay, um, more prizes, concentration suites, tablets. Uh, just two more now. I oh, know, three more. Who has the most number of followers on Twitter? No, he wasn't even up there on the top ten, actually. Oh, we get... Justin Bieber was there. Who said that? He was the second one, Justin Bieber. He, he had a mirror. He has got a mirror. This was from the beginning of this year. I think it was May this was recorded. He had a mirror, 95,910,262. But Katy Perry beat him with 99,331,509. So there you go. And finally, who has the most followers on Instagram? Who's got the most followers on Instagram? It's a Pete Washington. <laughs> I'm not even on Instagram. My daughters won't let me go on Instagram. The only reason they're on Instagram is because I'm on Facebook. Um, it is, in fact, Selena Gomez with 117 million followers on Facebook. Did he get that? Sorry, Sammy. I'm, I'm deaf. Um, why do I say all that? Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me, we're not walking dark. Jesus isn't talking about subscribers and Snapchats and followers in sort of the multimedia sense. Jesus' followers are more than that, much, much more than that. Is that the type of follower you are? What type of follower of Jesus are you? Are you just a Snapchat friend to Jesus? Ah, oh, 
It's gone wrong again. Lord, please help me. <laughs> Quick Snapchat. Or are you a subscriber? I'll give my tenth to the church offering. I will do my best to come every Sunday. Are you a subscriber? Or are you just like a friend, like on, in the Facebook content, context, that let's see how many we can get. What type of follower are you really of, really of Jesus? I know you might call yourself a Christian, you might call yourself a disciple, but what type of follower are you? I think it was two years ago when we went to the, big ch- uh, the, the, the men's weekend away, and I was really eager in those days, and I was um, running quite regular, and I got up early um, one morning, I think it was a Saturday morning, and I decided to go for a run, so I'd planned it, I didn't tell anybody, because I'd long be back before anybody else was out of bed, so I left at about, I think it was about 6.30, it might have been 6 o'clock, and off I went, I only normally run about 5k, so I was determined to run about 15 minutes, then sort of turn around and come back again. Now, it's my habit when I run, I love praying. I pray for my family especially and the things I'm involved in at the time and uh, sort of the ministries that God has given me. And I, was, um, I ran for this 15 minutes and um, sort of hit the 15 minutes, turned around and came back again. And I'm afraid mixing running and prayer... And then navigation on top was just one too many. And I've, I missed the road somehow when I came back again. And I got well and truly and completely lost. I went, carried on, I mean, I'd long given up running after about an hour. And I was sort of trudging the streets. And I must have went past this same house about four times. I'm sure I was caught on their CCTV thinking I was about to sort of raid their joint. Um, and t- literally two hours later, I arrived back at the, at the uh, men's weekend away, and everybody was cl- completely oblivious to the fact that I was lost. They was all just queuing up for breakfast, and I sort of trudged back in. I've been just lost two hours, just trudging these streets. Um, and I wonder if that's what you sometimes feel like as a Christian. That at one point you really felt called, you were desperate, and you wanted to follow, you were eager, you were determined, you were committed, that you were a real follower, not just a, a Snapchat, not just a tweet, you didn't just tweet God, but you were really all out for him. But somehow or other, somewhere along the way, you've just lost your way in your direction. Doesn't mean you don't still love him, doesn't mean you don't still um, believe in him, and that he has an impact on your life, but somehow or other, Things just aren't the same as they always used to be. I want to talk about three things this morning. Number one, the Bible talks about followers of other gods. God told the Israelites repeatedly in Old Testament, don't follow other gods. And we're just going to have a look in a minute at what some of those other gods were and in fact how relevant they are to us today. So do you follow other gods, number one? Number two, do you follow godly men or women or number three do you follow God himself I don't think there's probably none of us here that you wouldn't be here if you was I mean there are those who tragically and regrettably decide and follow Satan 
Now, you'd say, well, I'm, I'm not of that cast. nothing to do with me. It's not me at all. I'm not suggesting that for a minute that we've got any followers of Satan amongst us. But sometimes we can start following other gods, small g, rather than the god we're supposed to be following. God said to the Israelites in Exodus, you shall not follow the masses in doing evil. That's one of the other gods, following the masses. How do you determine what you believe? How do you know what's right and what's wrong? Is it because the masses are saying it? Well, the media says it. The Telegraph says it. The Sun says it. The Mail says it. It must be true. The BBC has said so. It's got to be true. The masses follow it. Is that why you believe the same? Do you simply follow the masses? Or do you know what you believe in for yourself because you know what the truth is? Jesus also told the Israelites, number two, you shall not follow the customs of the nations which I will drive out before you. Is that one of the little gods that we're now caught up in worshipping, not just in this country but elsewhere? Do we follow the customs because everybody else is doing it? There can't possibly be anything wrong with it. Well, everybody else does it, so it must be okay for me to do it. Surely. Do you just follow the customs of the nations? Ephraim is oppressed, crushed in judgment, because he was determined to follow man's commandments. So it's all, all about other... It's about following the masses, following the customs, following man's commandments. Is that some of the small G's that you're caught up in following, maybe? Just those people and things and nations and people in leadership and power around you, and you're caught up in the same. Maybe you can positively and honestly say, that's simply not true of me. Not true at all. I'm not caught up in any of those things. But I think these next um, three things that follow, sometimes we are caught up in. God told the Israelites, do not follow the impulses of your heart and the desires of your, of your eyes. It's that old saying, isn't it? If it looks good, if it feels good, do it. If I fancy doing it, well, let's do it. Do not follow the impulses of your heart and the desires of your eyes. And Peter in the New Testament then says something very similar. In these next three things, we've got New Testament equivalents of very similar things. Peter writes, many will follow their sensuality, which is about just doing things because it feels good. Often related to sexual lust, but not necessarily just, but about doing things just because it feels good. It must be okay because it feels good. Is that one of the small G's that you follow? Isaiah writes, I have spread out, uh, and God says in Isaiah, I have spread out my hands all day long to a rebellious people who walk in the way which is not good, following their own thoughts. Following their own thoughts. 
And then again in Peter, he writes, for we did not follow cleverly devised tales when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. It wasn't just our own ideas and our own thinking and our own thoughts that we were following. But Peter said it was the living word of God. It was what we see, what we tasted, what we experienced for ourselves in Jesus. It's what they read in the scripture. And finally in Jeremiah, for we are going to follow our own plans. And each of us will act according to the stubbornness of his evil heart. And again in Peter, Peter writes, for the forsaken the right way, they have gone astray having followed the way of Balaam. What does he mean by that, followed the way of Balaam? Well, Balaam was that bizarre story. I don't know if you remember it, but it was uh, the King Balak, wasn't it? And he, he wanted to de- defeat the Israelites. And so Balak, there was this guy called Balaam, this prophet who had just, God seemed to gifted him in some bizarre way. And Balak called Balaam and said, come and prophesy over Israel for me and let me know how I can, uh, I want them destroyed, I want to defeat them. And Balaam, do you remember, was on his way and God spoke to him through his donkey. And he said, I have nothing to do with them. God is far from the opposite. God's going to bless the Israelites. And we get that. And that's what it's talking about. And initially, Balaam said, no, sorry, I can't do it. And then Balak called him a second time. And the second time, because he was sort of bribed a bit as well, Balaam, Balaam did curse the Israelites. Prophecy didn't come true. Not certainly at that point. And Balaam followed his own thoughts and his own evil desires and his own ways. And again in Peter, know this first of all, that in the last days mockers will come, mocking, following their own lusts. Just whatever pleases them, whatever fancies them. Are you followers of other gods? Do you follow man's commands, the impulses of your heart, your own thoughts or your own plans, the masses, the customs? Or are you really a follower? Not just a tweeter, not just a Snapchatter, but a real, real follower of Jesus. To your core. There are those, and in some ways there's nothing wrong with following Godly men, or indeed women. I just want to do a little illustration here, and I need some volunteers. Um, first of all, I need a young person. <laughs> Coming in. So this, this, is, this is the young person, okay? I now need a youth leader, someone that's going to represent our youth leader. So it needs to be really handsome, very, very intelligent. <laughs> Coming in, you can be the youth leader. You can, you can represent... <laughs> So, um, so this is, the, this is the young person. This is the youth leader. We're, sadly, he's not here, so we need someone to represent Simon. Or Simon, if you're our pastor. So I need someone to represent... Take a seat. And finally, I want someone, the last person... Um, it's got to be a lady, surely. I need someone to represent a sort of renowned international, inspirational speaker, sort of leader, Christian leader. Emily. Hello, Emily. <laughs> you. Well done, Emily. <laughs> I 
This, this, is, this is our renowned speaker. It's inspirational. International. <laughs> okay. So what's going to happen is um, our young person is going to look up to and follow our youth leader. And our youth leader is going to look up to and follow our pastor. And our pastor is going to look up to and follow our inspirational woman speaker. And so off comes our lady speaker, and the others are just following. And that's fine. Oh, sorry, there's one person I've forgotten. We need one more person. We need Jesus. Who can represent Jesus? Rachel Wong. <laughs> Rachel Wong is Jesus. Up you come, Rachel. Jesus don't need any sweets, Rachel. <laughs> so they're all following Jesus. Up you come, Jesus. So, and that's fine as long as they keep their eye on the person in front. That's not a problem. And Paul, Paul wrote, follow me, because I'm a good example. I'm following Jesus. And that's no problem whatsoever. But then suddenly what happens is people take their eye, they're just looking at the person in front. So Jesus carries on walking, but suddenly our inspirational speaker starts going off in a different direction. Oh, per chance, maybe our pastor, I better say that, is very, very spiritual, and he spots the mistake, and he follows Jesus. And our inspirational woman speaker, boo-hoo, has just gone off on her own little path and her own little pattern. Carry on, Jesus. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah, you're going that way. <laughs> and so you see what happens, is as long as you've got your eyes on Jesus then that's fine. Don't think for a minute that our pastor is the person to follow. <laughs> our pastor, you need to keep your eyes on Jesus the whole way. Thank you. Thank you. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> Paul says, follow me, imitate me, because I'm an imitator of Christ. And that's fine to follow Simon. That's fine to follow Joe Bloggs because they're an incredible, inspirational... But if they suddenly take their eyes off Jesus and all you do is look to them, then you lose the way. You've lost your way. You must. Don't look to Simon to lead you. You need to always look to Jesus who's leading Simon. Don't look to me or... What's your name? To lead you. <laughs> you wish to. Look to Jesus to lead you. Who are you looking to? Who are you following? Who's leading you? The Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he followed the example of his father David. He followed David's example. And God was with him because of that. Many of the Jews and the God-fearing proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas. He didn't condemn them for that. We did this in order to offer ourselves as a model for you to imitate, Paul wrote to the Thessalonians. Imitate me because I'm imitating Jesus, he said. Therefore, I exhort you, he wrote to the Corinthians, be imitators of me. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. There's nothing wrong with following godly men and women, but you need to be careful that you're looking to Jesus beyond them. 
that you're not just simply looking to them. I love, I think my favourite reading material is biographies. I just love reading real-life biographies of people, uh, of Christian biographies especially. At the moment, I'm reading the journals of Jim Elliot, and it's just amazing. Inspirational Christian man. And some of the other um, biographies I've read, I just, I just love it. Just real things that happen to real people. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing with imitating and copying and following godly men and women. But it must, must be like Paul wrote to the Corinthians when he said, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Are you following other gods with little g's? Are you following godly men? Or are you really following Jesus himself? And we need to be careful because there are individuals, and we're not unique in our day and age, but there are individuals in our day and age who um, refuse to follow godly men and women And they believe they've got their eye on Christ and Christ alone. And what they end up as is loners with bizarre and peculiar um, distorted theology uh, because they think everybody else has got it wrong and they've got it right. And so don't think that just because it's you and Jesus alone and no one else is following me, then I must be right because I'm not following the masses and the customs and the traditions but I'm following Jesus for myself. There, by nature, even Elijah felt that he was the only one left. And he said, God, what's the point? I'm the only one there. There's nobody else. Which wasn't true at all. There was another 7,000 people as well. And there'll always be others that God has got, that God is using, that God is inspiring. And God calls us to be together. God doesn't call us to be loners and alone. God calls us to work together in unison with him and with each other. Do you remember that old chorus that that says, follow, follow, I will follow Jesus. Follow for anywhere, everywhere, I will follow on. Are you prepared to do that? Maybe you can say affirmative to all of that. Maybe you can honestly and sincerely say I'm not following other gods with a little g. I don't, know, I don't follow the masses or the traditions. I don't follow the desires of my own heart. And I don't simply respond to what looks good. I don't do that. And maybe you can honestly and sincerely say that you are um, following Jesus and not simply following other men, godly men. Maybe you can be affirmative to all of that. But just one little verse that just challenged me that I just want to leave with you in conclusion, really. Um, In Matthew 14 and 54, it says, Peter followed him at a distance. Peter followed him at a distance. I just wonder if that's where maybe some of us are at at the moment, that we're following Jesus, but I don't really want to be counted as one of his followers. 
I'd rather it was from a distance. I don't mind it on a Sunday morning at church. That's good, that's fine. That worked for me. I don't mind going to one of the small groups in midweek. But to actually stand up and stand out in, at work during the week, maybe that's just one step too far. So you're following him from a distance. Following him from a distance. 